0: CrowPod contains language and themes which may not be suitable for anyone, but what is suitable for everybody is the great stuff from our friends at The Famous, iconic wear for bears. Go check out thefamousheadwear.co.uk. Great stuff over there, and if you want to win some stuff from them, scroll down and hit the Buy Me a Coffee link in the show notes on this episode that you're listening to right now. We give away stuff from them every single month here on The CrowPod. So check them out, thefamousheadwear.co.uk.
1: Well, I'll tell you something, what a pass this is from Lindstrom left foot. That's right at the 1 o'clock gun, and he's on onside. What a pass that is, a bullet.
0: I'm just second-hand news. I'm just second-hand news. It's second-hand news here on the Crow Club for the 3rd of October, I'm and that, of course, was the King of Scotland himself, Allie McCoyce, who was, oh, that, that man was in rare form Saturday, I'm not going to lie. I, th- I think he was enjoying... The display from his uh, well, his fellow number nine down there, Antonio Cholek, about as much as all of us were. We're gonna we're gonna listen a little bit more from Ally here later. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, if you're at the match or maybe you just weren't really paying attention to the commentary, but uh, man, but what, was he in his top form there Saturday? I, uh, did somebody pick him up for the World Cup? I'm not uh, not sure what the status there is, but um, yeah, I, I wanted to come back in today and talk a little bit more about the match, and we still will. But, uh, of course, you know, the ever-persistent problem of the referees being absolutely shit throughout Scottish football uh, continues to rear its ugly head. I think it was uh, Lindsey Heron's podcast there, Get Involved Referee, uh, that he does with Steve Conroy and a couple other uh, former officials and whatnot, that uh, will put it out this morning that VAR was coming, and, of course, it looks like everybody has confirmed that now. I hate uh, rehashing this over and over and over again, but... VAR will only be as good as the people who run it, and we don't have competent officials. I mean, again, I, I don't trust Kevin Conley or Willie Collum sitting in there with a little booth with a with a video monitor to make their right decision on something that I know that they would horribly fuck on the park. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean, look, we, we've we seen it time and again, you know, when, when it comes to the uh, compliance officer, sports scene, trial by sports scene that we've had for years. Looking at it on video doesn't always change how these people see the match. Of course, we had a couple big incidents there Saturday. Scott Arfield's goal wrongly chopped off. Still, and I'm not sure if anybody's come up with the right reason why, but as I said on the show on Saturday, I'm not convinced that if you put that in front of one of our current SPFL referees up there in in a video booth, that, well, one, would they consider that a clear and obvious error? Uh, Two, would... Stephen McLean say that he wasn't, you know, he didn't have a clear side of it. They didn't see it, you know. I, I don't know that that goal gets put back on the board, especially since it was chopped off in the first place. I mean, it's always, it's always a hard thing with VAR in any sport. What once that initial decision is made, you know, that that getting it overturned, that's that's always tricky. But uh, you, you know, of course, the, the the big incident there from the match, Cammy Devlin's. Uh, just, just, I mean, absurd challenge. I'm um, grabbing Matondo there uh, about 30, 35 minutes into the first half. I mean, Matondo's what, 60 yards from goal, trying to just shield the ball from, from a, from a hearts player over there on the, on the touchline. And, uh, well, Cammy Devlin did what Cammy Devlin does. I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, Gio came out after the match, said, I, I really like him as a player, but he doesn't need this tackle. I told him he's a far better player than he showed today. I mean, I I, I guess I take it there. You know, he's, he's trying to, look, you know, stop doing this shit. But, I mean, that's the, the, this is exactly the kind of player that he is. I mean, here, here's Ian Crocker calling it during the match. I mean, even he fucking knows what kind of player Devlin is.
1: McGregor away towards Matondo. He's up against Cochran. I Devlin's about to come in, and you know what that means. That's what it means. And it's a card. And Kemi Devlin is sent off. Oh, dear me, what's he thinking about? What is he thinking about? Comes right down in his right ankle here. There. Oh, dear. Leaves the referee absolutely no
0: option at all. Nonsense. Robin Nielsen, uh, after, after the match, well, you know, I mean, I know some of this... You know, j- just like with Geo and his comments, some of this is, is manager speak. I mean, you, you can't you can't get away from it. But you know, here's 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 Nielsen's uh, initial comments about the uh, well De- Devlin's challenge there. There
1: was to goal very early. We, we responded. The final moment wasn't quite there for us today. We got any good areas, didn't quite take it. But ultimately, the red card killed it. Yeah, I think it's a red card. You know, I think. You know, could the referee handle it differently? Maybe, maybe, but. You know, I've given him an opportunity to send him off, and
0: I can't really argue with it. Now, I, I don't know what. Uh, well, what 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 the missing link from fucking Paisley here thinks thinks Stephen McLean maybe could have done differently outside of, well, tackling Cammy Devlin. I I don't I I know. I mean, what what possible different decision? What what I mean, was he supposed to offer to take the player under his wing after the match? Maybe show him God. Because, I mean, that that was a a clear attempt to injure a player. And, and again, I mean, even Ian Crocker there, you you heard in his commentary, knew the second Devlin turned toward him what was coming because this is is the kind of player that he is. And, and, you know, I mean, Nielsen there, you you can't argue with that, but, uh, you know, you say you can't argue argue with the official. You can't argue with the decision that he made. Well, guess what? Robbie Nielsen can argue with that.
1: I think, you know... He's not come off the ground, he's not really at pace, but he's given the ref an opportunity. He's come in from behind and he's came down on it. You know what I mean? You know, these things you're against dual firm, you can't give the referee an opportunity to, to do that because, you know, you know that it's probably going to end up in a red card. So that was a disappointing thing that we, you know, we let ourselves do in the day.
0: I mean, just just what what in the fuck, you know? Again, I, I, I get it's manager speak after the match, but, you know, he, he even does that little bit where, You know, you know when they start, they're talking about a controversial decision. They start getting real quiet, real, real quiet, like they don't want, um, like they don't want somebody else in the tunnel to maybe hear what this. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Fuck off. You know, you have this kind of player in your squad for a reason. Cammy Devlin has been a hatchet man. This is a consistent thing that he does. Don't act shocked. Don't act shocked that this occurred. Thank God our player did not suffer a serious injury because again, that is what that was. That was, and and I don't even understand why outside of yeah all right you're a couple goals down but it's not like Matando was having a blazing game, you know I mean Ali again right before Matondo was taken off was we really should have seen more from this guy especially for somebody who's trying to play his way into the squad, you know we've got a right wing issue you're, you're trying to you're trying to secure that position a guy who's trying to play his way into the whale squad even and it's not like he was over there showboating <laughs> by trying to just. Shield a shield, a you know, another hearts player off the ball. I mean, it was it, it, this was a clear, deliberate act, a clear, deliberate attempt to injure a player. I have no idea again, but what what did Robbie Nielsen want the official to do differently than what was done? Of course, when McLean uh, did not go without criticism, e- even during the match. Again, the alley, alley on point, and well. You know, here's 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 that moment. Uh, well, where Stephen McLean just decided to break up an advantage where Rangers would have been through. I think about four on two uh, after after a really good looking outlet ball.
1: Well, Stephen McLean, that's a terrible decision as well. I mean, how can you bring it back? How
0: can you possibly bring that back, referee? So again, answer me this: How does VAR work? When the officials are that incompetent at the front, right? How do how do we go about how do we go about ensuring that a review system used in real time on the park on the day actually works? When the review system that we've had for years doesn't, and that's with days, days of lead time to come up with come up with better solutions to what goes on. You know, as I was saying there about uh, Lindsey Heron's the Get Involved Referee Podcast, they, they were talking just last week. On there about wanting to uh, make the the professional foul, the the, the so-called cynical foul, uh, a, a red cardable offense. So say like Tavernier's taverniers yellow, which was a foul that fuck. I mean, if you've ever played football, you've committed that foul, right? They're, they're they're on a breakout, you know. You're tracking back, but you know you're out of position. You know your other guys are out of position. You're looking at your center halves, and they're. They're fucking all out of sorts, and you get a chance, and you get your body across the guy, and you take him down. And they were talking on that show last week about them wanting or or Scottish referees preferring to have the option to give a red card for that. Stephen McLean couldn't play an advantage correctly. You want him having in his mind the opportunity to show a red card for, for what's a foul as old as the fucking game itself? That's that's obscene. I mean, there there's like VAR VAR again. I don't VAR is not going to solve the problems in Scottish football because the referees are incompetent and because the SFA and the SPFL don't put money into training better officials. But uh, enough about our, our fuck up referees here. Here's here's some more of Ali McCoy's just enjoying Rangers goals on Saturday. In the
1: league, Kent. So a really good cross from Ryan Kent and look who's there to stick it away it's him again Antonio Cholak has certainly taken to Rangers and he's in double figures already Ian I think he makes it unless he come on but he doesn't watch this it's a good ball Arfield makes a front run it is it's Cholak with the pass here look at that centre forward play goes right and gets himself positions himself for a finish and it's slightly behind him and it's an absolutely perfect top class header, with leaving Craig Gordon no chance. That is a top goal. I thought Tavernier was going to hit that with his left foot. Lulls Cochran into the challenge, releases a pass. When it comes to, I thought it was perfect for Tavernier there to hit with your left foot. Or was it wasn't. You did. Wilkins well, back on. Lulls Cochran in, and it's a brilliant finish. Hits it with an instep, just drifts away to the. Left-hand side of Gordon, giving him no chance. Pace, Velocity beats him. You'd think game over. We are into two extra minutes. Do Rangers fancy another? Kent. Ryan Kent! Now that is a fantastic finish. And something the Rangers fans would love to see a bit more of. His first... Premiership goal of 2022 and it is number four for Geo and for Rangers He's probably the only person in the park capable of scoring that type of goal Again Barisic makes it he's a willing runner, he comes back in faces up Peter Haring, comes back onto his right foot curls into Gordon's Again Barisic gives him the option step over, back on, perfect to hit the key is it's perfect to hit first time he doesn't have to break his stride, watch it there it is, hit it now Calls it away from the goalkeeper. Excellent finish.
0: I'll tell you what, man. That, that that That's a man enjoying his job. And I hate to say it. You, you can even hear in Ian Crocker's voice. I, I don't know if it's that he's worried about getting fucking walloped by Allie sitting there, or if he just genuinely, like everybody else, enjoys his life more when Allie McCoy has sat there next to him. But, God, even, even he almost seemed like he was enjoying it Saturday. I mean, my boy Hugh even chimed in he's like i i can't believe that was crocker me neither uh, it was it was shocking but no that that was of course antonio Cholak's first goal there uh alfredo morales some analysis on that and the uh well ryan kent man that that uh that, that was like a black pearl i mean i i would love love it absolutely love it if we could start seeing some more of that of course uh Chulak's first goal there he's he's not the first rangers player on their uh Pinecastle debut to set up their first goal on their way to a brace in a four nil scudding uh that's something that uh, well Americans also enjoy as well more about that kind of stuff when uh, when we come back from Just the brace take- All right, welcome back to secondhand news here on the Crow Pod for the 3rd of October. Uh, As always, please scroll down in the show notes if you like everything that we do here on the Crow Pod. Hit that Buy me a Coffee Link. Either uh, just give us some support on a one-off or you can sign up for a membership. And uh, now there was this weekend some bonus content for members. Uh, So if you have signed up for like a monthly debit... If you go to the Buy Me A Coffee page or if you check your email inbox, you would have gotten a, a little notice there for, for a little bit of a special treat. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to come up with some stuff every once in a while for members and occasionally supporters too, beyond, of course, the great stuff that we give away from our friends at The Famous every single month. And if you were a winner for September, check your inboxes again. All the emails went out. I know I've heard back from, uh, well, at least a couple of you. But uh, still waiting to get some more names so I can ship them over there to our buddies. Of course, we give away stuff from the Famous every single month. But if you want to get some stuff from them, winter months are coming. You need your hats. You need your scarves. You're going you're gonna to want your snoods. You need your snoods to keep your neck warm, folks. All you got to do, you go to the thefamousheadwear.co.uk and they will get you sorted out with all of your uh, stuff to, to keep you warm for the next uh, five months' needs. So, like I said there, Antonio Cholak, of course, had his, his brace on Saturday and the wonderful 4-0 win, something that sets us up pretty good for, uh, well, I mean, so it certainly gives us a lot more confidence going into Tuesday. I mean, Liverpool are, are a fucking nightmare defensively, and, you know, you, you don't mistake. Well, I mean, for one, Connor Goldson actually looked a little bit you know, a little bit secure, I want to say, next to Ben Davis. That 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 was um that was nice, and you, you know, and we've seen again here too. Uh, I mean, we saw it in the Dundee United match to, to limit success, but uh, well, defenders, especially the two center backs, seem to have a little bit more. Um, I don't know leeway in terms of their pass selection. They're they're not as tied to the horseshoe as they maybe were earlier on, and it's it's creating opportunities. I mean Lundstrom obviously playing in the midfield Saturday but at the point that he launched that pass to to set up uh, Cholak's second goal there uh the the one straight out of the one o'clock gun uh you know he, he he'd been back basically playing in that back five that we drop into uh from from time to time there Sunday though I was trying to get on and, and do uh well knock this show out yesterday but uh you know you just get tied up around the house I mean it's still the weekend. You still got to get some stuff done while you can. And we, we had great weather. So outside doing a lot of work yesterday. But uh, Sunday was the 15th anniversary of, well, of, of, of this moment right here, friends.
1: Kuzan and Beasley's forward. If he can find him, the goalkeepers hesitated. The flag stays down. Beasley! This is amazing. Demarcus Beasley has probably finished Leon off once and for all. Oh, and what a bit of vision by Kusan! You know he's cutting the ball in the halfway line. He spots Beasley on the opposite end of the pitch. Great switch of play, great vision. It's a route. You know what? A, it's another great goal by Glasgow Rangers. But a great spot by Kusan. He's dug it out with his left foot. Keeper's caught half, half, halfway house. Great touch by Beasley. Lovely finish.
0: And that was, of course, Demarcus Beasley. Finishing off, well, the, just a the beautiful, beautiful pass from Daniel Kuzan there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who the uh, who the announcer is there. Um, <laughs> calling that a lovely touch. Uh, I was trying to remember who the, who the Leon goalie was there yesterday. I think it was Vercor, but um, you know he he kind of got caught in between, if you remember, and, and Beasley got away. With, uh, well, I, I described it on uh, on Twitter yesterday to one of our friends as a, as a touch heavy enough. It's got its own section on the periodic table, <laughs> but um, certainly a great goal and great night, great European night for uh, for Rangers. And it got me thinking here because again, you know, Cholak just basically matched Claudio Reyna's performance there from 1999, getting get the getting the brace there in his first appearance at Tynecastle, first league appearance there at Tynecastle, and. Um, I, I, I tried to, uh, you know, I had to rack my brain here. Now, now I, I know at some point last season, I want to say it was, Christian Pulisic passed uh, Demarcus Beasley as the all-time American leading Champions League goal scorer, which I, I want to say Beasley had four between us and, uh, was it, PSB? But I don't think, and again, folks, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not Gary Havlin here. I, I'm not here. I'm not your history major, as far as uh, everything goes with this, I'm certainly no fucking UEFA buff. But th- th- this is a pretty short list, and I- and I don't think I'm wrong. Rangers, and this is good news going into Tuesday. We're trying to stay positive. We're trying to build off, you know, you know, just just like Geo Squad. I'm sure was in there at Ackenhoy today, trying to build momentum, take some confidence from Saturday's match. Into uh Tuesday night at Anfield, uh, the Anfield, you know that that's well, it's it's got its own issues there right now. The Liverpool side again, they're, they're shipping goals. I mean, of course, it was a <laughs> it was an American general who uh, I think first opined on this that sometimes you know your your best defense is a good offense. And uh well, as I was saying, the Rangers have. Again, I'm pretty sure I'm doing my math right here. Rangers have more American players in history to score in the Champions League than any other club. I'm pretty sure in, in any European competition whatsoever. Uh, of course fifteen years on from DeMarcus Beasley's there, but but that's that's not the only one. That's that's maybe not even the most famous one. Because this club, I'll tell you what, man, we we, we got a history now going back more than two decades of, of Americans popping up with goals on those big European nights. I am a real American
1: fight for the right. Fight for your life. Gets that one away now to Wallace. Reiner is trying to attack on the right-hand side. Wallace still going. There's a little touch across. Reiner with it. And he's Up. and after that possession of the Italians have what Alan Blakely said they were the better side beautiful attack. yeah super really absolutely brilliant and Rangers the managed to get the second goal Claudia Arena he really has been a super signing for Rangers great work from Rod Wallace a good fight for McCann Claudio Arena makes no mistakes a great Vladimir Weiss. Ma con il destro lo slovacco palla sul secondo palo. Edu! E il pallone finisce in gol. Edu porta in vantaggio i Rangers di Glasgow. L'americano Edu al 34 minuto. Esplode Ibrox. Rimane a terra credo anche infortunato. Edu. Yeah, e ha the, the goalkeeper <inaudible>
0: thought about rose like a salmon, so
1: that would be it. Unbelievable leap for Tillman. <laughs>
0: Three here on the uh, secondhand news for the third of October. Gotta give a shout out to our buddies there at Recover and Repair and East Kill Bride. Th- thanks again, Mark, as always, for all your support. If, if you guys would like, um, if you got your business, you got your charity, you got whatever, if you go the same that buy me a coffee page link, we got some great advertising rates there just for friends of the show. They're not for all the other ad buys and all that other kind of stuff, they're much, much, much cheaper. And uh, again, you know, the the, the regular weekly show and, and, well, a lot of the programs, honestly, you're, you're talking up to forty to 50,000 downloads per month. So if you, if you want to get out there in front of a few thousand bears and a few dozen Tims, there, there's no cheaper, more efficient way. So go go check that out. You help us out. You help me put together stuff like that clip that you just heard right there. And, uh, you know, you get some stuff from our friends at the Famous. It's, it's a win-win-win. That, uh, that clip there before the break, of course. Claudia Reina's 1999 goal against Parma. Mo Adu there scoring at, well, the right end against Valencia there in 2010. And Malik Tillman there from uh, just a couple months back. Of course, Adu has the, uh, well, the rather inauspicious uh, record of also being the only American to score at both ends of the park for both sides playing for Rangers in the Champions League match. So, we, we won't hold that one over Moyes. He's a lovely, lovely man, and has always been great to us here on the show. But, yeah, that's, I I think, again, an not, not, not unscientific study. I, I didn't really, you know, I, I looked over some numbers quick. I went to the UEFA website. I combed my own head because, obviously, you know, Something that that uh, something I care about here is Americans doing well abroad, and and so there you have one more record for the famous. The more more Americans have scored goals for us in Europe than, than any other club. That's a, that's a hell of a thing. And something again, you know, I I don't think we're gonna see either James Sands or Malik Tillman starting starting uh, tomorrow night there. But it, it is still something. It is still something. Obviously, you know, Tillman, ooh, I mean him missing that chance. Especially with him trying to play himself into Greg Bearhalter's plans for Qatar. Again, I, th- I think Sands is out because Bearhalter's kind of settled on a back line that makes absolutely no sense. And, you know, as we get closer to the World Cup, I'm, I'm going to do a few shows about the U.S. men's national team and the build-up to that. I imagine I'll be done doing those by the end of the group stages. In fact, I imagine I might be done doing them after two days in the group stages. <laughs> so, but, uh, I mean, T- Tillman still does have the opportunity there. And, you know, you, you, you'd love to see him add add to that uh, the tally of European goals there at some point in these group stages. It's going to be tough for us to claw our way back in the second, obviously, but I, I'm not sure I see a route through. But, you know, that there is something, I mean, the way Napoli's playing, I'm not sure who's taking points off of them. Saying that, Ajax probably will. Although, of course, you know, they, 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 had, their, they had their problems at the weekend with the uh, go-ahead Eagles. Who actually uh, t- took a draw for only the second time in their history at Amsterdam, uh, and it was oh man, I you, Ajax had about 75 80 percent of possession, probably five hundred more passes in the match, but it-, it looked like us playing against you know on the, some some SPFL side with a with a low block just trying to absorb, and you know what? Go ahead, Eagles got the result that all those teams try to get against us every week because Ajax scored early, and all they did they said fuck it. We're going to try to absorb this, get one, get one out there, try to, and then just try to hold on. And and they did exactly that. So, Ajax missing a chance to go back top of the table. Of course, Liverpool with their – oh, man. Oh, like I said, we can get after them. Uh, look, you you get me Tillman on late there in the set piece, that, that'd be that be wonderful. I think that'd be a hell of an opportunity. Uh, we we got to be in a position where, where that goal – like, the possibility of that goal could could still win the match or win us points, but uh, you know, look, I, again, that's this is not a Liverpool side I'm completely horrified of. I, I, you know, as is the case more often these days, I'm more concerned. Well, about the quality on our side. All that said, I'm heading down, heading out in the pub to watch that one with some friends. It's a, it's a good, you know, the Champions League. Typically, a two o'clock kickoff over here. It's that's not bad. People. People can uh, work through lunch, knock out of the office a little bit early, go down watch the match. So I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to be back with it with a show after tomorrow's match. You know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll hop on and I mean, people have been there for the live Twitter shows before and whatnot. So maybe we'll do something like that. But there are there are plenty plenty of stuff, uh, plenty of shows coming up later this week. Of course, uh, Peter Ewart's coming back to do another. Don't ask me no questions on Wednesday. Either way, whether we get something out Tuesday or not. Uh Gary Havlin, our good buddy there Rangers Facts he's healthy. Thank God, that's good news because uh, he, he had the COVID and he had it pretty bad. He, he was he was down rough there, but uh he recovered. He was back up at the weekend, uh doing all that. So we should be back with uh Rangers from Sea to Shining Sea with that uh finishing up that Winnipeg nineteen fifty four show that, that me and Gaz started. Oh fuck, I don't even know now. I, I think it I think it was the week of the IX match. So uh, and then beyond that, uh, of course, our buddy Ingram there, who, if you listen to Heart and Hand, you might be familiar with from their uh, American sports show. Ingram's a big uh, Florida State football fan. And, uh, well, that, they had a rough weekend, but that's not going to stop me from getting on and talking about how good Tennessee football is. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to throw together a little college football show there for you guys and hopefully have that out later this week. And then, of course, on Thursday, we've got the Big Crow pod. The Canadian is back. Todd Van Allen is back, and we'll be bringing that one to you, me and him and David, on Thursday. So you can, you can go ahead and get ready for that. Uh, predictions for tomorrow, not something I really do. I predict Dave King is looking forward to it very much. <laughs> because, you know, he, he made sure to get out and find his, his useful pieces there in, in the media to let them know. But, uh, no, I, you know, like I said, look, had Saturday gone a lot worse, there, there, there were there were encouraging signs and what we saw Saturday. You know, M- Morales was back out there doing what he does best. Cholak's link-up play looked a hell of a lot better than it has. He wasn't just, he wasn't just doing it inside the box. You know, again, it's his pass that set up his first goal. And it was, it was a hell of a, hell of a pass to pick out. Uh, I think, uh, you know, those are both very encouraging signs with how susceptible this Liverpool side is at the back. And if Ryan Kent is actually going to show up again, you know, it's against ten men in the ninety-second, ninety-third minute, whatever the hell it is. But still, I mean, that that was a good Ryan Kent movement. That was a good shot that actually was on frame, which is a little weird to see from him, given how it's been lately. So you know, look, it, it's all hope, right? You know, we're, we're coming near the end of the baseball season, and again, something something I wanted to get out yesterday. You know, folks, never, ever forget, sports is designed to break your heart. And it was uh, Bart Giamatti, the great, uh, well, the, the, the former Major League Baseball commissioner that, that the owners hated because he actually liked the players and the fans. That usually doesn't get you too far. But uh, his writing here, in the green fields of the mind, some, some of the best writing ever. You know, again, you, you got to carry hope in tomorrow. Saturday look good. We, we want to be good. But this is Bart Giamatti writing about baseball. Said It breaks your heart. It's designed to break your heart. The game begins in the spring when everything else begins again and it blossoms in the summer, filling the afternoons and evenings. And then as some of the chill rains come, it stops and it leaves you to face the fall alone. You count on it, rely on it to buffer the passage of time to keep the memory of sunshine and high skies alive. And just when the days are all twilight and when you need it the most, it stops. Today, October second, a Sunday of rain and broken branches and leaf clogged drains and slick streets. It stopped, and summer was gone. Summer ain't gone here. I mean, certainly not for me. The Seattle Mariners play their first playoff game in twenty-one years this Friday, so I've got that to look forward to. But I am gonna, I am trying. Like I said, you got to look forward to tomorrow. Had we see another performance like we saw against Dundee United. Then yeah, obviously we'd all be we'd all be quite fucking worried. And there were still some worries out there. Let's not kid ourselves. All right, this is not this is not the best looking side that we've seen. But none of us expected what we got on Saturday. And so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be confident. I'm gonna try to just just carry that in. Carry that into Tuesday night, Tuesday at Anfield. And fuck it. Let's see what the fuck happens, right? Let's enjoy it. So if you're going to the match, please be safe. If uh, you're watching at home, you're watching at the pub, please be safe. And, uh, yeah, go, go go, enjoy the fucking match, folks, because, uh, you know, before you know it, that World Cup's going to be here and we're not going to be able to watch Rangers for a little while. So that's it, we will talk to y'all soon. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. You can't be fucking serious at that.